Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Saucy Boys. Saucy Boys. <laughs> Saucy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even drink yet. This is just jazz hand hey, that motherfucker. Saucy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> feel like I'm giving a picture or something like that. Yeah, picture this. Saucy Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look at the stage design, they got a table with a couple of couches. And then they got some fancy wine glasses. <laughs> well, that's what's going on today on this episode. So I go by the name of Chaku. Michael Stokes, baby. And uh, being that it's Black History Month, mm-hmm. or as Kanye likes to say, Black Future Month, <laughs> we're sticking to uh, black owned brands. And so today I thought I would. Uh, Switch it up partially because I've been busy as fuck <laughs> and I want the lazy route again. I apologize. My man. But today, we're going to have to go with a little rose. <laughs> huh? Huh? So we got the, the Bel Air rose. We're going to try this out today. Um, you know, and do a little fancy sipping with a pinky out. So, um, rose. I'm going to go ahead and pop this open. Uh, today on this episode, we're going to get a little ASMR. So, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we're going to get this shit. Woo! Well, while you're getting that started, I do got a question for you. As we all as we all know, we just passed by the uh, the big game is commercials and shit. You know, you know they can't say Super Bowl in commercials, so that's why they call it the big game in all the commercials and shit. Because you got to pay the NFL if you say the Super Bowl because it's been uh, trademarked. What? That, look, think about it. next year when it's, when the Super Bowl comes around. I mean, I noticed. Yeah, it. and you see commercials, and they all said like, "Oh, well, do this for the big game. This for the big game. Big game. Big game." They always say the big game because they can't say Super Bowl. Damn, you it's know what? It makes sense, but I never thought about that. Yeah, I learned that in a marketing class a long time ago. Random things that you didn't think about. <laughs> brought to you by Michael Stokes. Yes, sir. All right, so was that's about to pop that. Yeah, I'm about to get this shit cracking like chap lips. This man. Oh baby. But I was gonna ask, what did you do for the Super Bowl? Um, so I worked. Mm-hmm. Uh I worked downtown. I got done around five thirty, right before the the big game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I went in, got some uh Jolly Bee. This and my parents ordered pizza and we watched the rest of the game in my parents' house. Wow. So. Yeah, it was, wow. Wow. It's pretty chill. It was funny because, like, when I got to my parents' house, like, it's all late. So everybody is just fucking on the couch, like, <laughs> already slumped. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, I should take my black ass home <laughs> and my bucket of chicken, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the chicken with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it. Yo, the peach mango pies, though. They're the shit. Goddamn. I need to go back there, but I keep, I got to find a way to go out there and, like, go out there for a reason besides just the Jollibee. You know what I'm There's saying? a special pair of shorts that you've seen at Ingram Park Mall. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll see. I think so. They have good sales out there. Do they got an academy out there? I'm pretty sure so. they do. Yeah. All right. I gotta got to take some compression shorts back anyway. So hey. I'll, I'll see if I can do that. And that, my people, is what we call finding ways to go to random <laughs> spots <laughs> that are kind of out of the way. Brought to you by... Michael Stokes. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to pop into this bottle. Make sure you uh, direct it away from me. I'm going to go straight up. Straight up. So my dumbass neighbor upstairs can get the fucking boop if it even goes up like that. Oh, my God. You know, I never really popped a bottle like this. Really? You got to shake it up. Start with straight shots and then pop. Oh, (laughs) shit. Hey, (laughs) it landed right in the fucking uh, icing. (laughs) For those of y'all who don't know, that worked out to perfection. The That's cork it. shot up, hit yeah. the roof. So the neighbor upstairs, who's loud as shit, probably heard it and was like, oh, my God, a gunshot. <laughs> oh, my God, the black guy downstairs. That Negro underneath me just shot a gun. I, I swear it was a nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So it was perfect. And then it hit the roof and fell right back into our little our ice, our ice bucket down here. So right now we're filling up our champagne glasses as we get ready to partake in some rosé. I, every time I say huh on the YouTube video, I gotta make Rick Ross's face pop up. Huh, huh. Bottles of that bubbly. Oh, you gonna pour mine? Yeah, I got you, dog. Oh, thank I you. got you, dog. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. Oh, shit. Movie so, with the sound off. The other guys love this movie. 
I haven't seen it in a minute. I always catch this shit on TV, but I never like watch it. I just it's always background. Yeah. Just like it is today. Check, 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 check. There's a little extra ASMR there. We're putting the bottle back in the ice if you guys are yeah, audio for, listeners on. those of y'all listening on audio. So during this uh, brief intermission, go on and get your drink ready. Man, I got that shit on my couch. Whatever. Got a rose couch. It was worth it. The way the cork <laughs> hit the ceiling, shit. That was perfecto. Do we, uh, <laughs> we do a little clinky yeah, clink? Yeah, get a little clinky clink. Here we go. Cheers. Yeah. Happy New Year. No, I'm fucking with y'all. <laughs> this episode is just full of ASMR. We owed it to you guys. It's been a minute. Yo, that tastes like Sprite. This is a bad idea. <laughs> now I know why niggas, uh, why niggas be loving uh, champagne and shit. Yeah, they be like, yo, let me get another bottle of that rosé. I can mix that with some, uh, like to do mimosas with rosé. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have the OJ on me. Oh, man. I kind of need a, a paper towel real quick. All right, go run. You get yeah, go run. Mike gonna talk to y'all real go quick. Go run, run. I'll be white black. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, great game, great game. Um, definitely enjoyed it. I'll definitely get this out the way right now because Chuck is not much of a sports guy, but um, yeah, good Super Bowl. Uh, congrats to the L.A. Rams. Really wasn't going for them. Wanted the Cincinnati Bengals to go. Here's what I don't like. I don't like how everyone's always talking about like, oh, don't worry, the Bengals are young. They'll be back. They'll be back. That's what they said about Dan Marino in the 80s. He was young too. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't automatically assume people are going to be back, especially because the AFC is stacked, man. You got Patty Mahomes. You got uh, 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 Allen over on, on Buffalo. You got uh, the, the whole AFC North is hardcore, bro. You got the, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers hardcore, you got to go through. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who are they going to get to be their quarterback next year? What if they make a trade for Aaron Rodgers? Things like that. Lamar Jackson's coming back. You can't just automatically assume that the Bengals are just going to win the AFC again or be back sometime within the next five years. That was a good shot. And they, you know, they fumbled the bag at the end. But Yeah, they really did at the end. I was you know, like. It is what it is. I was rooting for Ohio because uh, Cuddy was like really going hard for it. And I was just like, all right, Cuddy, I got you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Cleveland is the. He's from Cleveland, Cleveland not is the natty. The, Cleveland is the reason. Now, just, here's something I did find out, though. I found this out a while ago. Another random fact, because uh, I have a homeboy who's from Cleveland, and I like, asked him about Cincinnati, and I was like, yo, what's up with Cincinnati? How come I never hear you like mention it? And he was like, Cincinnati is more Kentucky than it is Ohio. Hmm? And if you look it up on the map, it's like right on the Ohio-Kentucky border. Damn. So it's like it's more Southern than it would be like Midwestern. Is what he said to me, and I was just like, oh. so "That's why I don't fuck with it." Yeah, so that's why you don't fuck with Cincinnati. That's why they called it country. You know what I'm saying? Damn. The more you know, brought to you by Michael Stokes. I'm filled with random facts today, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm getting these off. But along with the Super Bowl comes the commercials and the movie trailers. So let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into this shit. Uh, did you uh, any? I, I feel like everyone for like the last 20 years keeps saying the commercials suck. Um, okay, so I had this, I, enjoyed it. I had this debate, right? Yeah. So I understand that not everybody is on social media. Yeah. And I understand. I saw you post this, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. And, and I understand that not everybody watches the Super Bowl. Oh shit, my bad. The big game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I understand that you know you gotta when you're promoting a product or a service, you want a wide range audience. I get that. Yes. I fucking get it, right? But when it comes to Super Bowl commercials, why do they show the whole commercial on social media like a week or even like a few days before the game? It's typically like the week of the the big game. Yeah, like I don't like I get it. Like you want to reach that audience on those platforms, but at the same time it's like that's the point of y'all doing those com- those commercials is because you want them shown during the game because yeah. that's what brings the people that don't watch football to the game because the only reason they watch the game is because they want to see the commercials in between in the halftime show. And that is basic to the to the non-sports fan. They're there for the halftime show and the commercials. And the commercials. Exactly. Correct. And then the party because, I mean, if you had the party and you had the party and the commercials come on, it's like, oh, I already seen that. Yeah. 
that's the, i mean there's some companies that i've seen that they post like teasers which i thought was cool like i know lays did a teaser but yeah. then even before the game they posted the whole fucking commercial they'll do like the teaser build throughout the week and then like the day of the game they'll just drop the, yeah. <clears throat> drop the full trailer um to me it's it's similar to um movie trailers and seeing them on youtube as opposed to seeing them before a movie yeah you know what i'm saying like all They'll drop. Everyone waits for like a new trailer to drop, and then it floods online. So you watch it over your phone and shit. But it just hits different when you're in the theater yeah. and that trailer shows it's, up. It's and more. Like, oh. It's more exciting because exactly. you're you're in the atmosphere. It's all about like just the atmosphere and like the ambiance of like where you're at and in the moment. Because if you're just watching the shit on your couch on YouTube, it's like, oh, that movie looks alright. Like, cool. I mean, you still if you go to the movies with your friends and you're watching the trailer. You can have a friend that's like, oh, that shit looks dope. And then the other friend be like, nah, that shit looks trash. And y'all can talk about it. Yeah. But, but if you're just sitting there watching trailers on YouTube, it's just like, okay, yeah, you know, I might go see that one. But that's also the same thing of what you talked about with the commercials and like the audiences. Cause yeah. it never shocks me. But every time I see like a new, like a dope trailer that I've seen on YouTube before in the theater, mm -hmm. I always hear somebody say, like, wow. And, uh, and it hits me of like, oh shit, not everybody's on YouTube. Yeah. Not everybody is on social media. So that is, this is still the first time they've seen a trailer, that trailer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people just don't seek out looking up movie trailers and shit. They got but other things going on. I just, I, I, I understand, like, maybe like the older audience, they're not going to be on those types of platforms. Yeah. But there's a lot of people, like younger people, and then, you know, younger people tuning into the game. So it's just like, I feel like if you're going to post that on social media, just do like a teaser. Don't yeah. do like the whole shit. But I mean, I can't speak for these companies. You know, they got millions of dollars. They doing what the fuck they want to do. But my thing is just <laughs> the, the, point, uh, <laughs> the point of doing the Super Bowl commercials. Oh, sorry. Big game commercials <laughs> is because you want them played during the big game. And then most of those commercials that I see are typically like influenced by football. They have like some kind of, you know, remnants of like a football in it you yeah. know what i mean so like it pertains to the game so it just all fits it's like just this one thing but when you see the shit on like youtube or you see the shit on instagram or like facebook and it just it kind of takes away the fun from like watching the game even if you're not like a big football fan yeah yeah i i mean me watching it with someone who's uninitiated uninitiated like my my girl is like she yeah. doesn't like she's not a sports fan she's not into like the commercial like she's there she's the cat super casual yeah. she's there for the halftime show in the commercials and like if, if i'm doing a sample size thing just being around her she still got it you know what i'm saying like she it still affected her the way that we remember seeing commercials were because she, she is on social media yeah but she like none of those commercials flew by her or ran by her there was not one commercial where she was just like oh Oh, I remember seeing this on this app or something like she never yeah. she never did any of that. And I that mean, could be a fact that she's not on Twitter like I am. It wasn't like every commercial, but there was quite a few that I was just like, watch out just wait. Yeah. Like Eager Beaver over here just <laughs> posting this shit up all quick. But um I mean the only reason that kinda bugged me is because I got kinda got into a debate and I don't like debating on social media. I really don't. No. But if somebody hopped in the comment section and started popping. I was like, bro, like I get it. I understand your side, but I'm just saying in the in the sense of like it playing during the big game. It's like that's the point of doing it. Like I just if I was a company, like I would tease the shit out of whatever product I was selling mm -hmm. and then the big game, like the commercials are gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah. So one good example of a commercial that I really fucking thought was dope and the whole marketing behind it was like amazing was I think it was a Mikolo commercial and it had chris pratt in it mm -hmm. and he like goes to like be like an extra and they were just like oh like it's chris pratt and he's like oh, okay cool like go to the back of the line pretty much yeah and so i guess when he gets to the thing like he finds out he's gonna be an extra and so they just keep they just kept showing that one commercial <laughs> and then like when the super bowl came around they showed a bunch of Michelob commercials and Chris Pratt's like somewhere in the back. <laughs> and he was really like a fucking extra in the commercials. And that shit was like the most like genius fucking thing. Like I, I was like, yo, that is, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cause at the time, like he just, I, I think it was like Jurassic Park came out mm -hmm. and he was like Star Lord and like all this shit. So he's like this big actor. And then like in the commercials, like they're going to make Chris Pratt be a fucking extra. 
And then so yeah. like when the Super Bowl roll out, like when the commercials came out, and I'm like, oh shit, Chris Pratt is really in the back of these things. Like he's not like the in the front of this. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot a lot of times like the 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 companies that do that method of like the sneak peek throughout the whole week and then on on the soup the day of the soup big game they drop the reveal is a lot of car companies yeah so if i think back like i remember like a lot of car companies doing their like clips throughout the week and then during the super bowl it was like oh this is the the brand new volkswagen beetle here's the full commercial yeah or, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like that, Apple with like the iPods yeah, and Apple shit like that. Yeah, Apple did that too. Like a lot of companies would do that. And even that seems kind of like a distant memory. Like I feel like no one's doing that no more because just because of the internet and there's yeah. some dude who already pulled all the specs and everything on the new fucking iPhone. <laughs> yeah. So what does it matter? Like, but like, here's your reveal. But I, I can, I really appreciate like the people that are in marketing that are coming up with these ideas and still keeping like commercials fresh like that yeah so like with the whole chris pratt thing and like like being creative and you know like putting different shit out there versus like well damn we just got to make a super bowl commercial and let's have some nigga eating frito-lays and let's put a bowl in the middle of the thing and everybody wearing jerseys <laughs> and it's like the the typical fucking you know super bowl commercial but granted i mean i don't know i feel like it's just a, a thing of over time like it does feel like the commercials aren't as memorable yeah you know what i'm saying it's just it's like a thing you do every year now I'm like here's the new commercials so you're gonna forget about them next week but who gives a fuck you know what i'm saying like it's not like i i remember the budweiser frogs yeah things like like things like that stick in my mind and those debuted during the super bowl you know what i'm saying the a lot of the beer commercials the budweiser was up commercial <laughs> was that? Was that? yeah they're just doing that sh- like that's crazy that that's how that shit started yeah and then it made its way into sc- the scary movie you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's fucking crazy to think about but yeah there's a lot of like things that like change that were culturally effective back in the day from a super bowl commercial mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen no more yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah but on that end they were okay nothing yeah. nothing stood out the one that surprised me the most is with one of the most uh polarizing artists <laughs> oh yeah and most controversial <laughs> is the kanye shit i was not expecting him to pop up in a pulled up in a fucking in tank a, yeah he put up, <laughs> can i get uh i'm <laughs> oh, fucking yay yeah. yeah, kanye fucking is fucking wilding out right now <laughs> he is really wilding Skeet out Davidson. <laughs> but <laughs> What I really want to say at the end of that is like, I hope Ye is okay. Yeah, I think that's what everyone thinks. Like, we all want, we all just want it to be, I hope you're okay and you're just having your fun. You know what I'm saying? And, well, and then even with that, like, it's just like, I know some of the shit that, like, he's posting up there is a little bit wild. And, like, people are like, oh, my God, like, he's doing this and putting oh people God. in danger. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you got to think about it. It's like, when does all of this shit pop up? What's coming out in, like, a week? Or it was supposed to come two, out. Two twenty two. Yeah, like an album's coming out. Like I feel like this is all just hype. We're two twenty two. It's a weird way to do shit, but I mean, I feel like he's kind of just playing off of that. Mm. He's like, all right, well, these niggas already think I'm crazy, so I'm about to just type in all caps and post pictures of baby boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's like, another random thing I just thought about. Um, two twenty two. And. It's, Last time that happened was uh, 11, 11, 11. Like a decade ago, right? Was it? Or 11, 11 years ago? What's that called? Uh, I don't I don't remember. But I remember them saying like, yeah, this is... I remember when it happened back then, they were like, this won't happen again for like another 11 years. When 222 happens. So it's not going to be until another 11 years. I guess so. So like 3, yeah. 33... Oh, fuck. And he should he should upload the album at two twenty two p.m. You know, or a.m. <laughs> or a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he has two chances to do it that day at two twenty two. Do you still think it's gonna drop? Man, I really hope it is. I don't think I. I, I really hope it is. I don't think. But knowing Kanye, he's gonna be like, oh, the, the kick drum just doesn't sound right yeah. on this. <laughs> and then how, many, how many albums have? Then he gonna push that shit back to like fucking 24 it's gonna be two two twenty three when that bitch drops yeah you know what i'm saying so hopefully i don't know hopefully he drops it but you know what i think it is i think it's a compilation of just like songs that didn't make don the one yeah because he's probably sitting on so much fucking music probably no more than likely 
definitely. Yeah, he's probably. And that too, for you know, I need Pharrell in NERD to release an album or something. I need some more fucking just good music. I need Tyler to release another album already. <laughs> Yeah. I just need some fucking dope shit. I think the dopest thing I've gotten recently was probably that uh, the contract shit. Yeah, and then Silk Sonic, but I can't think. We of haven't anything. had like a big album release yet this year, have we? Mm-mm. Everything we're so. jamming is still from last year. That's uh, that's crazy to think about. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, but uh, moving on to more important stuff, how about the movie trailers, my guy? Bro, so I'm gonna say the one I'm. Uh, the one I'm anticipating the most is going to have to be Nope. Nope looks insane. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying it looks insane. They all looked insane. You know what I'm saying? Like every Jordan Peele project since uh, Get Out, his all just the initial trailer is all just like, yo, what the fuck? And it's like, I can't put it together, but I'm pretty sure that cloud has some racial undertones or something like that. Yeah. So we'll find out about it. But yeah, that, that trailer looks crazy. Um, I'm not a big Kiki Palmer fan, but... I really ain't either. That, Yo, I'm glad you said that. I'm, I, I'm My not, nigga. Man, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. She's just not, I, she's, not funny She's cool, but she, I just... Yeah. I feel like she overacts. Yeah. Like, it, like, there's a lot of actors out there who do, like... It feels like they're trying super fucking hard. I feel like she's one. And it's like, I'm yeah. sorry, Kiki. I'm sorry. I hope this don't get back to her. We ain't that big. But uh <laughs> she gonna be like, I heard what y'all motherfuckers said on her. <laughs> um nah, but okay, so like I always get this shit a lot whenever I start talking about like Jordan Peele and like all the shit that he's produced as of lately. And people are like, Oh, I didn't know that Jordan Peele could get like that dark and like do it. But if y'all really watched Key and Peele back in the day, a lot of them sketches turned into like some real twisty type shit. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the ones, uh, the one of that nigga doing the Jazzercise shit. <laughs> and him and that nigga was dancing. They were showing him the cue cards. And he was like, keep dancing, keep dancing. And he was like, somebody tried to hurt your family. And he's all looking around. He's like, do you know anybody that would want to hurt your family? And then they fucking turn it to Jordan. Or not Jordan, uh, but uh, Key. Key. Yeah, Key. And he's like looking at him like, like smiling and shit. And at the end of the shit, like he chokes him out. But it's just like, there's a lot of like really dark shit like in the Jordan, uh, the Key and Peele shit. That I think about the Steve Urkel one. I remember that. I don't think Where I that Jordan one. Peele is playing... Um, the dad from Steve Urkel from Family Matters and he's like complaining about how the show started out about like being about a black family in the in the in the community and upright and like becoming like an upstanding citizen and now after they introduced Steve Urkel the show was all about Steve Urkel and like uh his agents like look there's nothing we can do you know what I'm saying like he has to be on the show and shit and it's like Steve Urkel has like telekinetic powers and he makes motherfucker. He makes his agent like pull a gun out and blow his brains out. <laughs> he like walks in. He's like, "Did I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't remember that one. Yeah, this shit is crazy. <laughs> but it has like that dark turn to it. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah even that one that uh that Latrell can't laugh or mm. whatever, and that nigga's like, <laughs> he's like, "Come on, man, just like laugh." He's like, "You can do it." And he opens up his mouth and like everybody's ears is bleeding and shit. <laughs> He's like, all right, guys, later. <laughs> or whatever. And he, like, walks out the door with the fucking, the, like, the knapsack shit from, like, the cartoons. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, he's been doing, like, some weird shit for a long time. And, like, I don't know. I think it's going to be really good, though. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't understand why it still shocks people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, that's, that's his M.O. now. It's movie three. Almost, what, four? Uh, it might be because there's um i know he's us, like per, i know he's out. been a part of other shit but i think it's movie i think three. he had a hand in like chucky yeah um i think he did something with uh the candy man remake oh, i think he was probably like a producer on like yeah so you know what i'm saying like he's he's got his hands all in this horror genre and shit and he's like redefining it for he's making it fucking cool yeah i mean it, it wasn't bad before but it's just like it, he's making shit that like like when you look at it it's like eerie he refreshed a genre that you didn't think could be refreshed because yeah. for the longest time we had gotten so caught up in the, the 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 stereotypes of horror movies of like well this can only happen to white people yeah you know what i'm saying like I, i'm gonna be real like if you're if you're a black person watching horror and you like horror movies like 
the big saving grace for all of those movies was just like, look, it's all white people getting slaughtered. Ain't gonna happen to my black ass. Yeah, it's all white people moving into the haunted house and shit like that. Now it's happening to black people too. Yeah, and so now (laughs) and he's hearkening on our fears and shit, and so now it's like, ah, yeah, and And that's the crazy part about it. But just like the visuals Mm -hmm. for like all the shit that he's produced, like it's so fucking eerie. Yeah, like it just gives you like a. Uh, whereas like you watch like a like james wan and like some shit like that and it's just all his shit is like jump scares and it's just like grotesque so that's that's the thing like most horror things all the jump scare is the formula now like yeah i hate movies built around jump scares and that's what that's why jordan peele features stand out because like it's it's basically a an eerie unsettling atmosphere that he gives you yeah and it's like throughout the whole film with that being said us was trash um, not that good. Us, yeah. I so, mean, it was all right. He's got to redeem himself, and that's why I think this Nope is gonna be. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I like how his titles are really short too. Yeah, us. Get out. Get out. Us. Nope. nope. <laughs> so, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Sorry if I keep checking my phone, but I entered a raffle this today guy. for some sneakers. <sighs> More sneakers, Chuck. <laughs> I have a problem. Let's y'all. turn this into the, the Chucku. I got people waiting outside. I, I wanted to tell you this is an intervention. Once a nigga, my family's like your family just comes in the door. Like we see you with new <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Did you really need seven pairs of Jordan ones? <laughs> it's the same shoe, Chaku. <laughs> I walked into the brother Chaku's closet and I found new shoes. <laughs> I found new shoes. Chaku, would you like to step forward and explain these new shoes? I was trying to stick to my roots, but <laughs> because we can't afford no gas, say it, man. for no gas, so we ain't driving. No, really, we can't. That shit is getting yeah. That gas is getting bitch, fucking man. stupid. Oh, yo, I'm feeling the inflation now. Like real shit. I just hit HEB before I slid through. Mm-hmm. My dog's dog food went up two dollars. I'm pissed. I'm like, yo, yo, Max, you're on a diet. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, uh, nah, man. I went to go get gas, and I like, I went to grab the pump. And normally, I don't look at the price because yeah. I'm just like, I gotta fill up anyway. So and whatever. You're so used to it just being dirt cheap anyway. And so I don't give a fuck. And then I looked at the price, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> 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 I, I'm like I was touching the shit like it was dirty. Like uh, no, I can, I can Uber, I guess. I, guess I could Uber. Yeah, Uber would probably be cheaper. Oh, um, but yeah, that bitch is like three nineteen. I saw, yeah, I and I so. and I put unleaded. I just I put the basic nigga shit in my my car. Oh, I don't always, have to. I always put unleaded in that bitch. I, I can't. Super all shit. y'all niggas with BMWs and mclarens and shit and fucking mercedes and all the fancy shit y'all filling up with that well i mean i guess y'all got the money so whatever i remember back during the recession back way back in 2008 it was a young buck driving and i i knew this guy who had like a a fucking uh, a family van but it was cool because like it had all this space and shit in it and like he just ride around with with people in it and they just be smoking weed <laughs> but uh he had to park it because when the prices hit like the all-time high on the gas i think he told me he had to fill it i think it was like 120 dollars <laughs> yeah we're talking about when the prices was like spiking at like four 420 and shit he yeah. oh man he was like no nah, i can't drive that no, shit i'm parking that shit crib it's like mm-hmm. i remember he'd always be like you can ride around and smoke with us but you gotta like throw in 20 dollars for gas <laughs> yeah i think it's about throwing gas yeah. money this fucking Dodge Caravan <laughs> with the sliding doors on yeah. both sides. <laughs> no, it was, it was like the big boy one. Oh, that, like, the Astro Van. Yeah, yeah. Like it had like the boomerang on the top, the ant- the old 90s antennas God in the car. Damn. Like it was huge, bro. It was dope as fuck, though. Mm. It's like the back section, like folded. You folded the seat down, it became like a bed and shit. Like it had all that room in there. Damn, y'all was in sm- fucking traveling smokers' oh, paradise. It was the best. It was the best. Had tenant windows and everything. Cops never just, they never even second guessed it. Like, who are these hippies? Yeah. <laughs> who are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Came California. No, nah, but I did, a, I did another raffle. This my actually this is my first raffle. I always try this, to shoot my shot this month on sneakers or this week. No, nah, it's like forever. <laughs> I never entered a raffle like at a store. Oh, it's at a store. Yeah, I always try to like shoot my shot on like confirmed the sneakers, and then I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just gonna go cry in the bathroom. But <laughs> uh, I, I went to 
my my secret spot. I can't tell y'all because I I can't have y'all motherfuckers showing up to the spot that I go and tell, tell me off mic and get my secrets from. Um, but I walked in there and they're like, a lot of the spots I had asked him if they're getting them in. He's like, yeah, but we just stopped the raffle like two days ago, and then I popped into this one spot, and they were like. Raffles going till 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> sold, nigga, sold. So I put my name in the hat, and he was like, they should call you around like 8 or 9. And I was like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> so it's 9 o'clock, and I haven't received the call yet. Oh. And I'm, I might be a little sad. So I might have to shoot my shot on sneakers. This guy. But it's the the Jordan 1, the Marina Blue. I don't know why, but I just like, I like the colorway. Another pair of Jordans ones. This guy. The colorway is just so dope. Um, but if I get them, I get them. If not, it's not a big deal. I have an alert on sneakers. If if we can commandeer the podcast for a second and talk about shoes, I have an alert for some uh, some dunks on the seventeen. Yo, I'm gonna which ones? Show me because uh, I, I think it's the same ones you're you're probably thinking of. Yeah, come in. If any y'all are sneakerheads out there, give us some tips because we be we be trying. And Mike got big ass feet, so these ones right here. Oh yeah, I want those because they they would match my camo joggers that I got. So. Uh, yeah, I like those nice. So scroll up the ones above that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Those are the ones. I'm those going are the for ones you're going for. Ooh. All right. So he's looking at the Air Jordan One Dark Marina Blue, mm. uh, and I am looking at the the Nike Dunk Low uh, Siempre Familia. Yeah, those uh, are those are nice. I like so them. I like the gum sole. You know what I'm saying? That looks dope as shit. So that's what we're 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 swinging for the fences on. Hopefully we can get yeah, in. Hopefully um, we can hit. I went to um, uh, JD at Ingram the other day, and I walked in and they had the five, the racer blue, and I'm not really a fan of fives. I like the ones that I got, but I seen the racer blue ones and I was like, those aren't too bad, <laughs> and I almost bought those. But they told me I had to wait till five p.m. And I had shit to do, so. Why does it have to wait till 5 p.m.? I don't know. They've been doing, like, random shit. It's because like, they tired sneaking. of fucking seeing you. It's like, oh, man, it's the guy for the Jordans it's again. the fucking, the guy with the man bun it's again. Like, there he tell, is. Tell him you can't have him till 5 p.m. <laughs> Fuck. Like, damn, we see this nigga, like, every other day. Like, Do you want a job? <laughs> We're hiring. <laughs> shit. <laughs> nah, but, uh, um, nah, they've been doing, like, a lot of weird shit with, like, sneaker releases so like some places will release in the morning and the other pl- places are just like oh we're gonna do it like 315 or we'll do it at 445 like they just like whenever they want to because they got the stock there you know and they know it's gonna sell out yeah like so they're just like all right we'll, we'll release it when we want to release it they do that so they can set aside their size well then that too <laughs> it's just like i went the other day i was already at the mall it's random it just opened up like i was killing time before i had an appointment hmm. and um I had walked into JD. I was like, let me just see what they got. And so they had a pair of ones in there. And I was just like, oh, let me see if they have my size. And so I went to go ask for my size. And there was like six other dudes that just came and swore me. Like, do you have these in the fucking <laughs> I'm like, bro, y'all are like. Uh, like, they just came out of nowhere. Like, Do they get commission? I don't I have no idea. Like, I always thought like the sneaker guys got commission because the way they talk to you when you walk in there. Yeah. It's like they're and they, then they like always ask the, like, "Well, yeah. who sold these to you?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Can I help you with anything, boss? Shit, probably. I don't know, but j- there was just a bunch of like random like hype beasts to like sneaker heads in there. Yeah, and was like, "Can I get these?" And I'm like, "Nigga, I'm just you know." And so he had my size, and I was like, "Just giving to that guy." Yeah, I was like, "Just giving to him." I was, I, was, I was like, "I don't give a fuck." Like he just jumped in front of me, and I was like, "All right." Like he was already going to get my size anyways, but just how they came out of nowhere and was like swimming like oh, what are you getting bro i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> what are you getting bro nigga, it is i just got in here i want to jerk off to the shoes you buy bro and i was like y'all niggas is wilding bro <laughs> so um but then that too is like they started doing this thing on um jd where it's like if you have like if you sign up like if you have an account like the reward shit <laughs> And if you have a certain amount of points, it's like you can delegate those points to like sneak releases. Mm-hmm. And so the other day they did the ones that I'm trying to get today. And then um, the uh, which ones is it? The the Yeezy, like the salts or the blush. Yeah. That's coming out. And the only thing that sucks about that is when you open up the app, like the app, like it crashes because there's so many people on there Damn. trying to like get the shit and trying to get the access and then by the time you get to it it's like they got a fucking size like like six left 
And it's like, all right, well, I don't want that, so I'm not using my points for shit. But yeah, I don't know. So you know, off off sneaker news. Yeah. <laughs> but just know that I'm trying for them shoes tomorrow. Trying. So if y'all hear this on a on the way to work and y'all forgot that some sneakers were being released, if you're a sneakerhead, then this is your cue. Big sneaks, <sighs> big sneaker energy, baby. <laughs> How was that BSE? BSE. Big sneaker energy. Big sneaker energy. Man, we might just have to do like a sneaker podcast. We should definitely. Saucy sneaker boys. Saucy sneaker boys. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> yeah I get, same time it's 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 a habit i gotta feel dead air like anytime i feel like it's getting dead i'm like um uh, uh, uh let me stall let me stall let me stall um i, I feel like that filled the open slot um let's move <laughs> forward because i want to spend more time on a super bowl halftime show anyway so let just, me just just to be clear though we are new to this podcast shit yeah only a year only a year doing we've it. only been doing this for a couple of days he, oh, sa- yeah. he says a year, but it feels like a couple of years. It feels like, you know, a couple months. But, you know, I really do want to get into this next thing that she was talking about, though. <laughs> we can just, like, slide in there real quick. Okay. So, let me let me preface this by asking you. What was your favorite subject in, in, in school, bro? I was more of a science person. You fucking nerd. Anyways, no, I'm just fine. Well, if I do <laughs> say so myself. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I was I was a big history guy. I like history. It's because... See, I, I'm going to have to cut you off there. I am sorry. This but guy. History was so fucking boring. Okay. And I it, get that. No, let me explain it, I, to you hold on, why hold on, it was hold on, nice. hold on, hold on, hold on. I think what fucked it up for me is when I moved here, y'all had Texas history. Well, of course. It's the greatest state in, in all of the 50 states. Do they even have Texas history anymore? Ah, uh, yeah. They still, you still teach it. I remember I was so fucked up when I got here because I'm like, why are we just focusing on Texas? Like, there's a whole lot of other when history. Did you like, get I, here? I got here like middle school. Okay. Like, I think, uh, you, I think you do two, two helpings of Texas history. Like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, but then you also, you take it in elementary school too. Like one year, I believe. I was like, that's enough about Texas. I know y'all got the Alamo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and then on top of that, it's just like some of the history teachers that we did have, they were not the best history teachers. Oh, because they were all coaches, bro. Yeah. Like, well, they're all coaches. Remember uh, Miss Magnin? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. sucked. She was really sweet to me, though. For some weird fucking reason, she was a really nice person to me, but I would just always fall asleep in her class. I, I think, could never stay awake. I think the reason why our opinions are differing on history classes is because I was an athlete and most of my coach, most of the teachers for my history classes were coaches. Yeah. So it was like I couldn't do no wrong, really. But yeah, it you had to be on that shit because if not, you was running sprints and practice. No, nah, no. Nah, it was basically <laughs> them niggas just going to pass me regardless. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. Um, um, but to me, the reason why I always liked it was because it was basically like story time. That's the way I always think about it. Yeah. So when I was a kid, it was just like, oh, I'm going to tell you a story about how how you niggers were slaves you know what i'm saying like essentially that's how it was but um i stumbled across something the other day it was called the the food that built america and mm. i was just like huh i wonder if these foods were built by negro hands you know what i'm saying that was my thought processing at first just thinking about it and it's uh it's some show that was on like any or history but it's basically they they dramatize it and everything but it tells you like the story of like all these brands and shit that you live your life using mm-hmm. and you didn't even know that you were using it but a hundred years ago they started out as like two homies were working on a on a on, on, a on a something podcast. yeah on something and then <laughs> And then one of us, we had like a bitter falling out. And so the other one just took the same idea, ran with it and blew up. And the other one was like so pissed off that you blew up. So he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna do my own thing. Now, what I'm talking about right now is basically cereal. So the majority of the shit you eat, like cereal, it's either going to be Post or General Mills or not General Mills, Kellogg's. And so the way that started was Kellogg's were two brothers and one of them was like a world-renowned fucking physician, and like a part of his physician and like uh, his like good diet eating and stuff that he would like show people uh, if they came and checked in at his sanitarium was he would feed them like crunched up grain and shit, and that was the first thing of cereal, mm. your breakfast cereal that you consu- that everyone consumes today. And so the idea of it was like he had his what we, what he thought was his dim-witted brother 
running that whole operation. <laughs> that nigga was smart as hell. Essentially, he was like, yeah, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just let my dumb brother do it for him. Essentially, that's how he did that it. Nigga took over the whole shit. But his brother was so smart about it. He was like, look, we got to sell this shit, bro. Like, this shit is good. Like, we can go beyond just like med- medicinal practices and like his, the scientist brother, the, me- the the doctor was just like, you're stupid. You you failed at business. Like, why would I let you sell things? You couldn't do it. And I'll so, show you. <laughs> and so like the story behind it is, and what I was talking about is like how many of these brands like literally touched each other, no homo, and cross paths yeah. was like the dude who founded Post went to that sanitarium. Oh, and shit. he got on the he got on the breakfast plan. He was on he was on cereal wave, and he was basically like, "Oh shit!" And he's a failed businessman also. And while he was doing it, he decided to try and like work in the kitchen under the other the Kellogg brother to like learn the recipes. Then one day, he literally just opened the fucking drawer, stole the recipes, and dipped. <laughs> and yeah. so he fucking launched the first cereal line of post cereal grape nuts. <laughs> basically it was like one of the old recipes from kellogg's damn he done jacked the motherfucking shit and it's like that's like a story as old as time when it comes to like all these powerhouse companies because even with apple it's the same way yeah you think about it like we all steve jobs was the face but it was wozniak and like a couple other people that he fucked out of part uh, fucked out of the company mm-hmm. and eventually just ran with and so when media is a part of it all you see is steve Jobs' face and it's like oh it's his company he's it's his baby yeah but it's like a lot of people don't know that like the dude who designed the original apple logo basically took like a hundred thousand dollar buyout in the late 70s and was like i don't want this fuck you guys and then look at this shit now exactly i'd be fucking hurt and that's the craziest shit about it it's like so many stories like that the i'm sure you've heard the the story of the mcdonald brothers oh yeah so when I seen Founder, I was like, yo, that shit is yeah, fucked up. That's shiesty. This nigga bought the land. He bought it all out. He told them you can keep the original McDonald's, and then after he bought McDonald's from them, he told them they had to change their name. Yeah. That's fucked up. But the other thing about it, and this could have been dramatization on the show, was basically the fast food experience that we know now was created by the McDonald's brothers. Yep. Because they were trying to get away from bellhops and shit of the 50s because it cost too much money. And so they started running a course teaching other restaurants like how to like move faster basically what would become like the blueprint for fast food and drive-throughs yeah and so the show made it seem like all these people were there taking the class with them but it was like i know it wasn't like that it was just over time but it's like they showed that to the dudes who eventually opened up burger king yeah the guy who eventually founded taco bell and then someone else all like went through the McDonald's brothers to learn that shit. Yep. And now it's like the fucking it's what what fast food is. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's so crazy to see like how these these mega corporations and like these are yeah, they're brands, they're iconic symbols and shit that we know that they're gonna be here for another hundred years. And it's just so crazy to see how they started out of pettiness. Yeah. A lot of them of just like sh- sheer fucking pettiness and like backstabbing evil bullshit it's just somebody in the the, the group is like i can do this shit way better than yeah. y'all just like fuck you i'm gonna take y'all's plan and freak it to the shit that i know how to do mm-hmm. and then just shit on y'all that's crazy it's just it's wild as fuck uh i think the coca-cola story was probably the worst it's like a uh, dude was like a civil war vet uh was looking for something to uh to cure his injuries from the civil war but fuck him he was a confederate soldier but it doesn't mean anything but so like of course at this time everyone's heard the story the original coke had coca had cocaine in it cocaine for because it was made with uh the coca leaf and shit and so he basically built it up uh, by accident most of the stories are like that and then like this dude who just had big fat pockets was like yo i want in and like the guy who was who made coca-cola was so in debt for money because he was an opium fiend at the time, he was he was a crackhead in the 1800s. He basically put an ad in a paper and was like, "I'll sell half of my company for two thousand dollars." God damn! And that's how the dude who took over Coca Cola got his foot in the door to take the brand from him. So he does that. Homie eventually dies of stomach cancer. The dude who created Coca Cola and nigga just goes to his fucking family at the end of when the dude dies at the funeral. And says, I want to buy whatever shares of the company he left you to, his wife and son. He's like, I'll buy it from you. How much do you want? And the nigga said $300. $300. And look at this shit now. And so the dude who created Coca-Cola does not get the glory because homie's family sold that shit away 
and now it's a um, like a trillion dollar fucking company. That's that is wild. And it's just and that's on like every continent, everywhere. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's so it's just you know that's these are like the things in history that I like to know. I want to know like the the juicy details, yeah, the dark shit. I, I like, like I like shit like that. That I always say I like get, I, I hated sugar. Like I that. hate how they sugarcoated it was when we were kids and shit. Like yes, I, I get it. The, the the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, but it wasn't. They didn't fucking like join forces with the Native Americans. I know it was a bloody fucking yeah, struggle, yeah, and they I killed hear, people. Like, tell me the truth. Like, yeah, and so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting shit. If y'all want to check it out, it's out there on on uh, on Hulu. If you want to know more about this shit, it's two episodes. They're each like an hour and a half. I'm gonna, so. have, to, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to peep that shit. But yeah, just get into it. That's that's what's up. And speaking of America. There's nothing more American than the Super Bowl or the big game, <laughs> especially that Super Bowl halftime show. Chaku, this was the first time in history that a rap act headlined the Super Bowl halftime show, which I find crazy. And let me tell you, there were some white folks that were really mad about that. I, shit. I saw some white dude on Twitter was like, I can't believe the NFL is letting this nigger shit happen. And like people were just roasting his ass all day long. Dog, I seen a video of this dude, and he's jamming out. He's on the couch, like, having a good time. But he's panning the camera before he gets to him, like, his whole family in the living room watching yeah. it. And they just all look disappointed. Fuck them. <laughs> and then he he puts the camera on him, and he's rapping, like, every word. I'm just like, and then this is a, this is a group of white folks. But, yeah, that shit, you know. Hold okay, up. so before we dig into this real quick, I want to tell you that I've been on a kick lately and so this ties into music corner um i mean i've always been on this kick because i produce music so like i've been digging into samples heavily lately you're a producer yeah i produce music baby put it out there i know i need to i'm sitting on a lot of shit i'm sitting on donda three four stop being so fucking humble stop i'm just i'm just uh, your neighborhood dj i'm just your friendly neighborhood dj guy that's that's all i do Uh, um but yeah, so I've been digging into like samples and shit. And so the thing that amazes me is like I can listen to songs and like countless amounts of songs, but I can always find pieces, like even the smallest pieces that were sampled somewhere. Yeah. And so I was with my girl and I was telling her, I was like, hey, I was like, what does this song remind you of? And just trying to like get her to like see where she like has heard it from before. And it's so hard for her to do. It is to the untrained ear. So, like, I don't know. I'm not as good at you as you at doing it, but I know I can. It when I hear obvious ones, I'll immediately be like, "Oh shit, Ye sampled that." Yeah. Or oh shit, Dre sampled that. But like, I know, like, if I were to ask my girl the same thing, she'd be like, "I don't know." Like what? Like, and it was funny because so the uh, Bel Air just dropped, right? Fuck that show. And, <laughs> and um. The very first episode, the opening song was What We Do, and it was Beanie Siegel Freeway. And but Even this, though what, what we do is wrong, we still hustle till the sun come up. Cracker 40 when the sun go down. Yeah. It's a cold winter. Um, Y'all niggas better bundle up. But that beat is so fucking hard, right? Yeah. And But the original sample is amazing in itself. And... So we had heard the song, like I kept playing it in the car on the way home. Dun, 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 dun. I had that shit on repeat. Boom. Boom. But um Boom. that's just Blaze, right? Uh fuck yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I'm playing it and then like I I get on this kick, nigga. I'm just going through samples. I'm like, this song is this song, this song is that song, <laughs> this song is sampled in this song. And my girl's just looking at me like, this nigga's retarded. You're like Charlie in um Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the wireboard. And shit going crazy. Like, you bad. You just don't get it. This connects this. Yeah. So I'm going through it. And then I was like, I show her the sample for what we do. And I'm like, all right, you got to tell me what song this is. Mind you, she just heard this song like eight times in a row. No lie. Like, I played that shit back to back. So I'm showing her. And she's like, oh, well, it sounds familiar. <laughs> sounds familiar? I was like, yo. And so I'm asking her again. I'm like, all right, I'll give you one more shot. I'm like, what song is this from? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and she just gave up. And I showed her the song. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, how did I not get that? Yeah. And so it blows my mind that, like, 
I don't know. It's just crazy to see that like some people can't really get the sample thing. Like I, because you've even said some shit before. You're like, hey, I think this sounds like this song, and I'm like, no, it's actually this one. And I show you, and you're like, man, fuck you, Chaku. It's not even that. It's like it's it's so many levels to it. Like there's the ear for the 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 beat itself, but then like you have people who don't even like listen to lyrics. They're just in it for the hook. You know what I'm saying? And it's like if the hook is catchy enough, they'll be saying it. But then like when the lyrics, like the verse comes on, they're just mumbling. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people, like I remember working with a guy and I was like, it blew my mind. And he was like, no, I don't listen to lyrics. I just like catchy hooks and shit. And I was just like, what? Which is why music is why it, it's yeah, exactly. where it's at right exactly. now. Exactly. This was like 10 years ago at this time. And then like I essentially taught him how to listen to lyrics. And he was like, oh, now I get why you like this artist. Now I get why you like that artist. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Spitting some I'm shit. listening to the lyrics, but a lot of people won't do that. But uh, I do find it kind of apropos that we talked about Dre last week for Music Corner. I brought Snoop Dogg's Gin for Music Corner, and then we get to see a show headlined by them, yeah. and it was just like all the shit that. I vividly remember my mom blaring in the kitchen <laughs> while she's making dinner for me in like yeah. the late nineties. So it was just like, I was, you know, it was, it's a breath of fresh air. I was shocked at how much they let Snoop get away with, uh, Crip rocking, throwing up the Crip sign. I feel shit. like they ain't let him get away with it. They was just like, let's hope this nigga don't go crazy. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was just like, damn, he's just, you don't give a fuck. And then he got up there. He was like, Ain't no, yo. <laughs> and then, I don't know, but for some reason, I thought the Tupac hologram was going to make it everyone, everyone a resurgence. Thought everyone thought that, especially when he started playing I Am Mad at You on the piano. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't know Dre played piano like that. Yeah. I thought he was just like, he was sample shit, and that nigga was really up there playing. No, that Dre's shit. A, he's a musician, musician, man. I, you know, I, Musicians, low musician. Key, I, low key, I kind of felt like he like learned that before the show. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I feel, I feel like, like he like has you like really, a mind like that. I feel like he really don't be playing keys like that. Well, didn't he do the keys on Still Dre? In that nah, hand? I think. Uh, man. I oh, could, you know what? Wasn't I could be wrong, but I could. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I think it's Storch. Cause, no, it was Storch. Because when he was beefing with Timberland, he called that nigga the piano man. Yeah. And that was that was the song. He's like, fuck what you talking about. You just a piano man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest fucking beef. <laughs> that was the weirdest beef. Timberland's rapping about like this. And. I mean, Scott Storch can't rap, so like yeah. well, he would just produce songs and be like, I'm a good producer. I don't know how the fuck Scott Storch sound, but <laughs> not like that. <laughs> Storch. Um But yeah, that nigga Timbo was going hard on Scott. Yeah. Niggas was mad because I think it's cause at the time Storch was like the hottest producer out. I don't remember what the beef was about, but I know it has something to do with like Storch getting all the praise at the time and like Timberland was like, Bitch, I'm I'm a real producer. You <laughs> just play keys, nigga. Like, that's all you do. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, speaking of real producers, yo, Dre, man, the production, amazing. Yes. On all the shit. Uh, here's what I'll say. Dre's beats take you on, like, like because I've been listening back on, like, a bunch of old shit. I was listening to, um, what's it called? Uh, Illmatic today. And it's like, there are certain beats that just take you away mentally yeah. and put you in an area and put you someplace. And when I hear, when the intro to Still Dre comes on, it's like, it just, it puts you in a lowrider cruising down like a boulevard in, in LA. Yeah. That's how that's how you just feel. It feels like the beginning of that video. You know what I'm saying? Or I see the beginning of a training day when them niggas hop in the car after he like tells, tells Jake Hoyt to pay the bill. And they hop in the car and he like hits the switches and shit as they're pulling out of the diner. And fucking Still Dre starts popping off. You're like, damn. damn. And it's like, it, 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 his beats just do, it gives you visuals. Yeah. And that's what I love. That's what I always loved about Dre. One for me is uh, The Watcher. Yeah. And the drums on that shit hit so hard. Watch. Everywhere, Everywhere that I go, go. Man, <laughs> y'all don't even know. Yo, y'all youngins. Yeah, y'all uh, yo, man, that man, was. We, we really sound like some old heads I right felt, now. I felt like the drunk uncle on Super Bowl Sunday, Lizzie. Like, like, this my shit. Hey, you don't even fucking know, little nigga. So I, I got to remind myself all the time that my girl is not from here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? She didn't grow up here. Um, and so her understanding of, of the culture 
it's still like out there. So she asked me when Eminem comes up and she was like, and he's doing uh, Lose Yourself. She was like, oh, that's the song that made him famous, right? And I like, <laughs> I had to pause because I was just like, what? I was like, what? Like, I almost was like, what are you kidding me? But then I had to realize, like, oh, you weren't in America for the Eminem explosion. And when he, when like Dre co signed him and shit, I was like, no, the real Slim Shady made him popular. Yeah. And I was like, by the time he put this song out, he was like three albums deep in the game. Yeah, that nigga was in the movie. And I was like, trying <laughs> to tell her, it was like, that's just like the most commercial song he has that fits. A sporting event. Man, nigga, That's be, the only reason why he did it. Be rabbit. It's like, yeah, it's like he, I knew because I knew before the show. I was like, everyone knows Eminem's gonna do "Lose Yourself." Like that, that's the one song yeah. he's gonna do because it's a Super Bowl. And my mind was just like, if he's not gonna do "Lose Yourself," he's gonna do "Till I Collapse." Yep. Because those are the two like sports, the it's two th- like the, two songs that fit get, hand in hand yeah, with sports. Get you know what I'm saying? Hyped up and shit. Very commercial and not as. Man, like lyrics didn't age as bad as on the other shit. You know what I'm saying? But, so yeah, out of that whole performance, what were some like memorable moments? Kendrick, dog, Kendrick, Kendrick. He I love a how short it just, amount of time he was on there. That nigga killed that shit. I love how it just turned into a Kendrick Lamar video. Yeah, yeah, and then like the camera work on that shit, amazing, bruh. Them dancers was out there fucking getting it, and then you couldn't see little Kendrick really when he first popped out. Short, <laughs> but then he popped out, and that motherfucker was like ten feet tall. Yeah, that shit was dope. The niggas were just in the bot that overhead shot. That was nice. Uh, man, I would have loved to see. Uh, I know everyone's getting their jokes off on fifty. They're saying that nigga look like a whole dollar now. <laughs> that nigga is almost fifty years old. Some of y'all are thirty two, looking like. 46 year old 50 <laughs> so y'all need to stop talking shit yeah, that, that shit was funny i'm starting to look like 46 year old 50 but that was the surprise of the show of course like we're like, yeah i wasn't expecting that nigga to no one thought 50 was gonna be start there. swinging from the rafters and shit like beowulf yeah like, <laughs> just like the good yeah. just like the video and shit he was like oh like pop down it was funny because i looked on 50's instagram and he posted a picture of Bizarre in that video. Yeah. He's like, who the fuck did this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, he could laugh at it, so whatever. If he told me to do sit-ups to get buffed, it would have happened. Could, could get, get up. <laughs> oh, shit. That Man, D12, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. There was so much good music back then. Look, I'm telling you, it's definite trip down memory lane. I went to Spotify right after him, just was running the whole Dr. Dre playlist. And it was just taking me back on like so many of them songs. I, I saw the clip emerged of uh of Jay Z rapping Still Dre in the audience, and like somebody was like, "Did you know Jay Z wrote Still Dre?" And it's like, "Yes, nigga, we know. Like, of course, we know, of course. But it's not about that. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker, you late. It's like we get it, nigga. We get it, person, random person. But yeah, overall, I mean, I know a lot of people kind of shit on it because, of course, you know, anytime hip hop artist. It doesn't really necessarily have to be a black artist. But anything hip-hop, when it comes to, like, NFL, I know people kind of get, eh, about. Well, now they know how we feel whenever they bring out old, fucking, decrepit bands and country singers. You know, I did see one comment that kind of, like, set me. I was like, bro, it, he said something about, like, oh, well, Kid Rock and, like, something like, Kid Rock? Yeah, in 2022, that's who you want to see? It would have did a better job than what was just... Fuck out of here. But then again, you know... At the end of the day, we chalk it up to culture and what you've been exposed to. And yeah. a lot of people just don't want to step outside the box on shit. Because if Kid Rock would have did the Super Bowl, I would have probably liked it just as much as... Because I fuck with... Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, mm, nigga. You don't fuck with none of this shit that nigga be doing now. Not fuck now. him. Not now. But it's you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's just like... Here's my thing. I thought... I thought it was the safe call. I thought like Dre and Snoop were like the safe call because I figure so many 50-year-olds now grew up listening to that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're the ones who like have their families with like their their 15 and 16-year-olds and they're telling them like, oh, this is what like, I... Yeah, this was shit This back is what daddy day. and mommy were listening to in, high, in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't expect so many like videos and comments from like 70-year-old white dudes who were like, oh... NFL lost their mind letting these niggers perform at halftime. Like, what? Yeah, like, like yeah, are you uh, kidding me? Like, y'all gotta chill out. It's like, yo, sorry, it's not the who, and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sorry, it's not something that was playing in the turn of the century when you were fucking 20, but it's just like, this is, it's culturally relevant. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's LA. 
You can't do nothing from anybody else from L.A. There is no band out there that's in, that's L.A. Yeah, who's like a L.A. like yeah. band that's really doing shit out there like that? No one's uh, maybe Red I could Hot, be. I could do Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I could do that. I, we could do that. That would be dope as fuck too, though. That would have been dope. If I they would have did, what if they would have did uh, Snoop, Dre, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Fucking yo, that would have been fucking ill. Who gets bumped though? That's the thing. Oh no, nah, nobody My gets bad. bumped M. because not. Nah, you think M would get bumped? Yeah. Nah, I think if they would have brought Red Hot Chili Peppers out there to like do a mashup shit with like M and then fucking maybe Linkin Park, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing shit out there. But yeah, if they would have oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers would have been dope. But yeah, it's just the fact of like you say LA, you think a, a culturally a culturally a fuck. This this yo, this rose kinda got me saucy. A culturally <laughs> relevant artist, it has to be Dre. Like Dre uh, you, I mean, you can't put together NWA again, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. So you got to just pull Dre. Like the only thing that would have li- I would have liked was maybe like an NWA thing. But I think, I think probably Goodell like shut that down from the jump. He was like, "You will not have them niggers from NWA. Yeah, you will not be performing not no, fuck, the fuck the police on this day." No like that. But I remember it was a big deal because they said like they told him to bleep out that verse on Still Dre of like still not loving police. And he still said and he that still shit. said that shit. They were like. They try to tell him to. It's not, not say like it. that shit's gonna make him any less rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not getting paid for the show, anyways. It's sad though. My man had to become a billionaire to get the Super Bowl halftime show, and there's trasher artists that they let perform. They ain't even close to that. Yeah. So, but all in all, I liked it. Um, they've been killing it. That's I feel like that's two dope Super Bowl halftime shows back to back. Weekend killed it too last year. Mm. I saw a man. Okay, so I want to say this before we end the show. Snoop is the ultimate fucking artist. Yeah, this nigga is just everywhere. He's doing fucking Hispanic songs. He's doing German TV commercials. It's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Got his own gin. It's pretty good. He too. just dropped an album. By the way. On the album, there's a song called Crip Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Have you heard that shit yet? No, but I like the title. I'm going to show you that shit. And the way the sample was flipped was so fucking crazy. Please tell me they flipped the Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. They did. Oh, my goodness. And this shit is fucking hard. This shit is hard. A lot of people probably think it's stupid, but when I heard this shit, I think uh, Green Lantern produced it. Mm. And a lot of people sleep on Green Lantern. Green Lantern was producing shit. We're going down a rabbit hole, but what I want to say before we end this shit he used to be um he used to be Eminem's old tour DJ yeah. a long time ago. But Snoop, man, this nigga Snoop, and then like you see that shit that came out before like the Super Bowl and all that shit, like some chick tried to like yeah it was claim. it was it was calculated, but it's a it's a false accusation. But he, that shit is crazy. Like yeah. the moment somebody gets something big like that, you got one fucking person. Yeah. That wants to try to ruin your whole career. He got out ahead of it and was just like, y'all watch out. It's scamming season. People trying to get the bag. Yeah, for real. But I'm just, what's Snoop's net? I don't know. It's probably something fucking I know it ain't, a, it, can't, it ain't a Billy, but it's probably high up there, man. I'm Uncle, surprised it's not. Uncle Snoop, man. That's just, like I said, like I said last week, you talk about image uh, reconstruction, bro. This man beat a murder charge. For real. I think he was running with. Running with Pac, beat a murder charge. It, let, can we do a little deep dive on the Snoop career real quick? Yeah. Man, also, another news, he owns Death Row Records now, which yeah. is crazy. So it comes full circle. But the thing that I want to talk about, why do people sleep on Snoop Dogg's No Limit run? Like, oh, niggas, shit. I feel like everyone forgets that Snoop Dogg was on I'm, No Limit. I'm one of the sleepers. That's crazy. I forgot about that I, shit. It's like, I forget about it too, but it's just like, when all the, the No Limit shit was blowing up, Snoop Dogg was in those videos. Snoop Dogg had verses yeah. on them songs, dog. <laughs> Snoop Dogg had wow. like two albums on No Limit, and he credits a, a, a fucking uh, Master P for like revitalizing his career. Because he like says numerous times like once once the note once the death row shit fell through he was like I was broke he was like I was in a bad contract and broke and like and uh Master P was like I'll give you money I'll buy you a house in New Orleans just come record and he did that uh, and he like he got him back on his feet he gave him those two albums and then like Snoop was like can I go back to L A he was like you good do what you need to do and he would just he kept it playing with him the whole time 
didn't fuck nobody over nothing and it's just like See? i feel like we sleep on it because snoop dogg's career is so vast so long and vast and i mean it's followed up by the star trek album you know what i'm saying but it's just like damn he he had a run on no limit and it's crazy as fuck he was one of the first other coast artists fucking with southern motherfuckers like that is no limit still a thing i don't think it's like a record label bring no limit back baby i want a fucking tank oh. i want the chain the nine and nine mm. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. that shit used to get us so high oh mystical how's he doing probably in jail damn i think he think he raped yeah. somebody else so. damn it <laughs> fuck man. I'm tired of running. <laughs> oh shit um God damn. Good yeah, times. Snoop has a fucking amazing career. He does. You know, I've always said that I wanted a if I if I had a career like that or like any career that was significant. I mean, my run right now is pretty solid, so I'm I'm cool with that. My little, you know, whatever. But it, like that level always relevant, never falling off. Yeah, and he don't even really have to do much. Exactly. He's just like, oh, let me pop up in this movie, cuz. Yeah, he like, just let does. Let he do this commercial, cuz. He's just him. Oh, Martha Stewart doing this. Hey, Martha, what's up? Yeah, we doing this. They pay him to be him. Yeah. Yo, Snoop, man, just come through, smoke some weed, and, you know, be you. <laughs> and be you. That's yeah. all you gotta do. Like, when he DJed that shit here, he, he played a fucking show in Seguin. Now, if y'all know where the fuck Seguin is, like this is just like some little small town. This motherfucker did a, a a DJ set at this place called Kerrigan's, and was in and out. He just came, did his shit, played some classics, and then dipped. And people, some people were kind of mad about it, but I'm just like, that's what the fuck. I mean, are you come expecting? on, you're Seguin. He's not going to give you guys a full he show. Relax. You, he ain't going to give you the Super Bowl show. Relax. But uh, yeah, I just man, shout out to Snoop. Shout out Snoop, man. 50-year-old still hit that sea walk like he's 20. <laughs> Crazy. He still look like he's 20. Yeah. Minus the grays, but. And the the hairline going back. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, big Snoop dog, Uncle man. Snoop. Your gin is amazing, brother. <laughs> oh, shit. I think we good. <laughs> I think we good. Shout out to uh, Ro uh, Rick Ross for the rosé. Rosé. Huh. Huh. So I'm going to have to put some huh in there. All right, whatever. We about to get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to end this episode. And like always, follow up with us on uh, Instagram, MySpace, Black Planet. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Peace.